0: Hello, and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world, featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now.
1: I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are after a few mishaps, five minutes late. Um, How on the, t- what is today? So t- 20th of December. Yikes.
0: 20th of uh, December.
1: It, in two days, 2022 in two days. Oh, uh, is the, the winter solstice will be the world's longest, uh, the longest day of the year. And then we start lightening up again. Jeez.
0: Is that right? 2022? Yes. Cause six June 20th is the longest day of the year.
1: Yeah. Those would be the shortest. Well, why is it not?
0: The- why is it the 22nd? Not the 20th.
1: Uh, it's the twenty second. Is all I know. It's what they tell me. Hmm. That's what the experts all say.
0: It's getting dark happy dark Hanukkah. Early. By the way, thank you so much. I find it to be very disturbing getting dark this early.
1: <laughs> you know? you mean before five o'clock? It's pitch
0: black. It's terrible. I can't. I can't deal with this. Uh, it's. It, it's. It ends in two days.
1: It starts going the other mm. way.
0: All right. Well, we have, a lot to, we have a lot to talk about today because we have uh, the markets. Once again, everybody thought it was going to be a joyride into the end of the year. November was okay. October, fantastic. And then December shows up and it's like, oh, that sucks. So here we are questioning the integrity um, of Twitter these days. We got Trump out selling his NFT collection. We have- um, You know what what that brought in? A lot of money, like 90 million?
1: No, 4 point something million.
0: That was it? I thought it was a lot more than that.
1: No, I thought it was four point two or four point four, something like that.
0: But was that to him, or was that in total?
1: That's to him, I think. Right?
0: Okay. So he only got ten percent. If that's the case, it was four hundred million. Yeah, whatever. He got ten percent. Either way, there was it was a nice little thing. It Um, was laughable. It was laughable because of, of course, the cards themselves, or whatever you want to call these things. Right? The commercial was ridiculous. It was a total. Uh, I, I, what, it was a has-been commercial. I, I never saw the commercial. Oh, yeah. He was out there talking about, you know, I have a great thing to share with you now. And what's really interesting about this was that uh, it's NFTs, which is something that w- it, it was almost like Trump coming out now and selling a Beanie Baby collection of Trump Beanie Babies. Or, or Pet Rocks. Yeah. it was A little late. Yeah. A, a little yeah, late. I agree. So that's. Uh losing streak for the NASDAQ continues, uh, seeing that uh, five or six days now, it's uh, obviously going down and we have some numbers that we could look at. And I think at this point, a lot of investors are just saying, you know what? They're throwing in the towel for 2022 saying, here we are, it's the, what, the 20th, let's call it the 21st in terms of trading days. Okay. So we have the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, that's three days. Monday is off. Maybe even the 23rd will be a half a day. Then we have the 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. So we have like seven days. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven days of trading until the end of the year. And I think people are like just, okay, enough. It's enough. I We've had enough. So, and that's what's happening. The market's starting to roll over into the end of the year. As we talked about, I believe, last week, my thesis was there'll be an overhead resistance due to the fact that a lot of people are... Are going to be selling into the end of the year to get rid of their losers, and then it may spark a significant January effect. That's we talked about that. Yep, yeah, we did. So this lead blanket is hanging over at various points of price, depending on market. This blanket that's that's a uh, a ceiling, if you will, that just can't be broken. Every time we get towards the top, it, it rolls over. I think tomorrow will be a bit of a unless something really weird happens overnight, I think tomorrow will be a uh, a day of reprieve, the potential for people to consider that, well, maybe we did a lot of damage there. Because in a second, we'll look at the charts about what we saw the last several days, what year uh, month-to-date numbers are for the various indices. They're, they're really pretty ugly. Really very ugly, actually. Uh, last night, I... um. I rolled over. So yesterday was a rough day for me because you, you want to know why? Yeah. Why? I'll tell you why. Uh, my wife has surgery. She had hip replacement surgery.
1: Oh, yikes. That's got to be put her. That's the that means you're going to be doing a lot of work.
0: You know, you would think that. And I did buy her a wheelchair. So the, when she has to do my laundry and stuff, at least she can get around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're always thinking of her.
0: It's a nice, nice guy that I am. So what was interesting is, what is interesting is that uh, she has the surgery. We get to the hospital, get to the hospital at 5.30 in the morning. They check her in. They go through the process. By 7.30, she's wheeled off into surgery. Who wants to have an operation when you're groggy? Well, just you know, what's the difference? So she gets wheeled off. First, one, first surgery is, 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 is the best. Supposedly the surgery is only about an hour, two hours of initial recovery, two hours of secondary recovery. So the surgery goes on time. The recovery is there. I am like deliriously falling asleep in my soup waiting there, right? Uh, sure. I only got like two hours sleep that night. And then uh, I we, we, I pick her up. I get her. She comes to the car because, you know, you go through a little bit of physical therapy and stuff and all that. I bring the car around. She gets up out of the wheelchair and walks in the car. I'm thinking, eh, it's pretty interesting. So then we get home and she's like, "Okay, I feel fine." Like, what do you mean you feel fine? Well, I don't have any pain. I'm like, that's because you got all this anesthesia in you and all this stuff. Yeah, they just pumped. Yeah, pumped it through uh, all sorts of stuff. Whereas ice packs. Let me get to the very. Just rip through this very quickly. Bottom line: a day later, today, she's walking around just fine. A little bit of a. Uh, A little bit of a limp, you know, a little bit of a thing, but no pain at all. Walking around, she's on the bicycle that with a with a physical therapist. They're doing exercise. They say she's like in her second week of recovery. In the second day,
1: so you know what? She should have been a professional
0: football player. So here's the punchline: I'm returning the goddamn wheelchair. She could do my laundry without it. (laughs) No kidding.
1: Yeah, well, it was kind of a punchline. It was a little anticlimactic because it's very unusual. Very unusual. I mean, it sounds like outpatient, you know, where you have a boil. You, know, you have a right. boil. Uh, uh, I forgot the term for it when they punch a hole in it. Uh, or a cyst removed, you know, and you're back walking around. I had the same thing when I had my cataract surgery. It was like you could, I could have driven home. Um uh, but yeah, huh, that's very strange. Did she have a broken hip? What was the surgery? It was, was just it?
0: that her hip was, uh, I guess, over time for whatever reason, you know, the joint grinds into the hip area. So that's that anterior hip oh. full hip replacement. It's it's easy. It's, it's not say easy surgery, but it's they really they've really uh, done a job on this and figured this whole thing out. I guess so. Pretty amazing. Either that or they did nothing. That's why she's moving around <laughs> so well. That's what he said to her. She did nothing. That's a great bit. Yeah, she goes. Oh, you know, she's walking around going, you know, you still got a little bit of limp like you did before and you don't feel much pain and you still can't like move your leg that way. Maybe they did do a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's why you're not having such problems, but that'd be a good bit. Yep. Yeah. Um FedEx. Oh, so, so point was that overnight I was up late last night, kind of rolling around, checking to see if she was okay. And uh, I look over at my phone and I'm like, Oh, what is that? The yen has a massive rally, just a just a massive rally, on the uh, at about three o'clock in the morning or so. Yeah, the the, yeah, the, the uh, Bank of Japan decides to change their parameter in terms of the width of how wide they'll allow the band of how wide why they allow the ten-year uh, yield to go. It was twenty-five basis points up or down from a certain level. Now it's 50 basis points. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Uh Yen rallied like crazy. And 3.5% today. Dollar, in other words, dropped 3.5%. Yeah,
1: but it was, like, ridiculously underpriced.
0: Overpriced. The yen was overpriced.
1: I mean, overpriced. Wait, well, a no, underpriced, no, no. Yeah, underpriced. But it depends on your perspective. Yeah.
0: It was underpriced it against was, the dollar. Correct. It was not priced right. Correct. But this was a pretty weird move. I, mean, I think we've almost... Didn't we see 150 on the yen to the dollar at one point?
1: I don't remember that, but I do remember 140.
0: 140 something. It's like 133. I have a chart on that coming up.
1: Well, Uh, it went from 137, according to your chart here, down to Mm 131-ish.
0: In one day. Yeah. That's pretty unbelievable. Well, in
1: one day, it looks like, yeah, in one day.
0: That's the equivalent of what you see in multiple years. It's
1: ridiculous for currencies to do this. Amazing. Well, technically.
0: Yeah. So uh, FedEx and uh, Nike earnings just released. We'll talk about that. Economics upcoming. Now, I want to talk to you about the, the shaker. There was a shaker today. There was? There was. 6.4, 200 miles north of San Francisco. You didn't feel anything?
1: No, not a thing. I felt uh, there was a short, there was a little bitty one, about half that that uh, intensity, uh, about a half a mile from the house. I felt that woke me up. And then there was one in Geyserville area. Uh, which is up in near St. Helena. And I, and that was really a minor one. And I actually felt it, it was not, I did, you know, fe- feeling it, it meant it sounded like a knock on the door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. uh, it wasn't anything. The other one I could feel it. and this one, I didn't have, there was, at least I had no sense of it. Maybe I was driving. It's what time was it? Do you know?
0: No, I didn't. uh Not to look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. All right, let's talk about markets for a second. Month to date, December 2022, inclusive of today and what is going on in terms of uh, how they've been uh, working. Now, what I find really interesting about this is that I put together a list of a variety of different things, but one of the things is that if you look at the list, these are the equity markets in the domestic area, inclusive of the SPY, which is the S&P 500, down 6.5% month to date. The Qs, the NASDAQ 100, down 8%. Month to date. A lot of that, of course, is Tesla. Um, IWM, the small caps, down 7.5%. EEM, which is the emerging markets, only, only, down 4.25%. But what's interesting here is that TLT, the long bond, is up for that period.
1: Everything else is down except for the, well, the energy year to date.
0: Oh, you're on the chart. Let's go there. Let's go there. Okay, here we go. No, I'll push this in the chat for everybody in the chat to see it. Should be coming up. Yeah, so everything is, of course, down. Uh, but but I thought it was interesting that month to date that the TLT was up, meaning the correlations of bond to stocks, where people flee stocks and they go into bonds. Yes, working.
1: yeah. This, it should, yeah, right. And it should go up, that's technically.
0: The, yeah, that's that's the case.
1: And it did. So, so, so this is this is the... Uh, 0.5, I mean, meh. Yeah.
0: This is based on year-to-date returns. If you want to go through this on the sector side of the S&P 500 to show just how rotten some things are this year.
1: Well, And the one I, that draws my attention is XLY, of course. The Excel, S&P yeah. consumer discretionary, which is during Christmas. I don't, you don't, you're not supposed to see this number.
0: No, no, no. Everything is fine. There's <laughs> no, no problem. It's down 36.35%. Wow. Wow. What do you think about who's in the consumer discretionary? It's all the different retailers. Um, obviously, the, the the biggest concern is that if interest rates go up, people aren't going to have money to spend, right? Isn't that the point? I think
1: it's supposed to be the point.
0: Yeah. Consumer staples, on the other hand, is what people spend, but what they need to spend on, not the excess over the top, only down 3.67% year to date. That's like Nothing. Which one's that on here? XLP, third, fourth down on the XMP sectors. Third oh,
1: down. okay. There it is.
0: Yeah. Energy up, utilities, which uh, have pricing, power. And again, what does utilities, consumer staples, and healthcare all have in common? Energy to a, to a degree also. You have to spend on that. So if you have a choice of where you're spending, you're not going to spend on uh, consumer discretionary discretionary items. You're probably not going to spend on, um, on 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 big pu- purchases like homes, down 29%, the second one on there. And then, uh, you know, you may not be spending on excess technology uh, in, in certain areas. You know, that's, again, excess, possibly. But the point is, even financials are down about 13% when the S&P 500 is down around number 20% year-to-date. Q down 32% year-to-date. So... Things are pretty ugly out there. Russell 2000, the small cap index down 22%, which is not that bad considering you look at the Qs down 32. You Oftentimes you see that the small caps uh, are really racing to the bottom when there's a big sell-off like this. So not, not terrible on, on a relative basis. Terrible, yes, but not on a relative. The one that's the worst of this whole thing, in my opinion, is back to TLT. Down 30% year-to-date. Bonds are not supposed to be down 30%. This is a problem with ETFs.
1: Yeah, this is kind of an interesting
0: uh, list. Let me uh, copy this chart and give this to one. The end we talked about a little bit already, so let's move along. Nike earnings beat by 20 cents. This is tonight after the bell. Beats on revenues. Gross margin was down 300 basis points. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it is 3%. So the margins compressed 3%, which is better than the guidance that they gave, previously which was uh they thought they they their guidance was going to be down anywhere from three and a half to four percent and and just to be clear the scale of what a percentage move in margins means to a company of this size is enormous. it's the percent each percent uh when you think about it is how much more or less profitable the company is after all expenses. So when we see a 3% change, for whatever the reason, whether it's currency, whether it's uh, just that prices are higher, whether it's uh, some taxes, whatever the reason is, uh, 3% differential in their gross margins is very substantial because that trickles down less money to, to their net earnings, and that converts into less overall profitability. And that finally means that stock prices will come down on that because companies with less profits are worthless, not worthless, worth less, worth less, worth less. Be clear about that. But the stock was up 12% after hours. Well, it shouldn't have been. Well, the stock has beaten down pretty good this year. Interesting, greater China was down 3% during the period. North America was up 30%. So we're buying up the sneaks in uh, in the U.S. here. I got a pair of Nikes on right now. These Metcon yeah. 7s are pretty good.
1: I don't like Nike shoes. They don't fit me right. I, Adidas fit me right. Pumas fit me right. Skechers are great. You got a wide foot? so I No, I don't. I don't wear the Skechers wide foot shoes. I just wear the regular Skechers, and they're perfect.
0: Hmm. So I, I I have a wide foot. I've never been able to wear Nikes. And then uh got this personal trainer. He says, hey, I don't like the shoes you're wearing for what we're doing. I'm like, "Well, why is that?" Well, blah, 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 blah. okay. So what do you want me to wear? Well, look at the ones I have on. I'm like, "Oh, those are Nike's. They'll never fit. Nope, can't do it." He says, "Look, get the shoe. Put it on. Let's see how it goes." I'm like, "Okay. I got these shoes?" Might I tell you? I love these shoes. <laughs> I love these shoes. I don't Which know how what is it? Be- what, what is it? It's what the shoe? Nike Metcon 7. Metcon 7? M E T C O N seven. I think there's a Metcon eight also, which you can also personalize, which I have done with the name Horowitz across the back heels. Oh, please. Yes, I've done it. Maybe I'm getting you one. If you give me your size, I will make you one. You'd probably like these shoes. You could do all the colors and laces and insoles and bottoms and and gold striping. And also there's like 18 different points of customization. (laughs) 10 and a half. 10 and a half.
1: Yeah.
0: Ten and one half. Okay. And what's nice is I can design it, and then I can send you the design of what it looks like, and you can see if you like it. But I think these shoes are great. They're 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 really hard sold, by the way. They're not up like um, you know. Can you what can't dunk wearing them? Can you what? Dunk? What's that mean? Dunk what? Dunk a basketball?
1: Yeah. What else would you dunk? I, I don't know. I don't. Donut know. That in a coffee cup. I do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a basketball player, but could you dunk? I I suppose they're just very stiff shoes. They're really good for walking, good, good for plantar fasciitis. Excellent for working out daily, just, you know, wearing. They're bright and they're colorful. I will share that with you. Hmm. But I think they, they fit. They just, they just just, solid. Are we getting free Nikes now? I mean,
1: that sounds like something. They should ship as a box of them. And this show is sponsored by Nike. That's what it sounds like.
0: (laughs) Nike.com slash DH. (laughs) FedEx earnings. FedEx beats by 36 cents. Misses on revenues. Guys, fiscal year 23. EPS below consensus. Reduces capital spending outlook by 400 million. Expects to generate fiscal year 23 cost savings of approximately, hold on to your hat, $3.7 billion. Wow. That's a lot of savings. That uh, translates into a lot of people being cut. Yeah, that's
1: what it sounds
0: like. I'm not sure what, how else you're going to save money.
1: I'm definitely not seeing as many FedEx trucks as I used to.
0: Are you seeing more uh, Amazon or last miles? Oh,
1: I see a ton of Amazon trucks mm-hmm. and a lot of UPS. Mm.
0: So here's some of the problems with FedEx. So so I look at these two. This is really, I think these two earnings in particular are really Important right now to look at, so it gives you two different versions of somewhat the same thing. One is what a consumer is doing, right? Generally speaking, because you could always need a new pair of sneakers, but again, the it's like the barbecues. How many do you need? Uh, Nike is a good read on the market overall of how things are going, but FedEx, more importantly, is a much more global commerce read. So while Nike yeah, may be good I would good, agree with that. Yeah. So so FedEx used to be a, a really um the I would say that FedEx it used to be a bellwether. It was of of of, of what was out there. Now not as much for whatever reason. Remember how um uh, aluminum companies used to be uh, what was it? What was the the not Alcoa uh yeah, it was Alcoa. Alcoa was the, um, you know, like, oh, that's just going to start the, the, the earnings season. It's very important. Now it's J.P. Morgan.
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh, nobody cares now.
0: Nobody cares. So FedEx, though, it, I think it's important. And they're missing in what they're doing, cutting, and talking about second quarter results constrained by con- continued demand weakness, uh, particularly at FedEx Express. So that's their Express. Now, again, it, why are they weak? Because it costs like $600 to send a FedEx Express letter. You know, I don't know if you've ever tried recently to send a document. You know, I have stopped using
1: FedEx probably two years ago. It's impossible. Three years ago. Maybe. Who affords that? Too expensive.
0: Too expensive. We have DocuSign that's got to be eating to their business. Oh, yeah.
1: DocuSign's killing them. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be.
0: Yeah. And
1: so, then UPS and, and uh, UP, U, USPS, both of them have pretty good uh, two day delivery uh, systems that work.
0: Exactly. And And
1: they are like one-tenth the price. They're much cheaper.
0: Yep. 64% year-over-year drop due to lower global volumes in the FedEx Express, partially offset by an 8% package yield increase. So things are getting a little heavier. Maybe paper's heavier or something on the FedEx Express. FedEx Ground operating income increased 24% year-over-year, which was – now that's what I'm looking at. I can give a crap about FedEx Express. To, for the most part, right? The overnight, and the, you know, if it had, what would you say? If it absolutely positively has to be there overnight, use FedEx, right? Remember that?
1: Yeah, I remember that. I also yeah. remember finding a FedEx envelope that hadn't been delivered right in the middle of the street. Oh, did you open it? No, I dropped it off at a FedEx office.
0: Could have been cash.
1: And again, me? it could, could have been, but I'm,
0: could have been sarin powder, powder too. Could have
1: been, you know, I hope somebody does that for me someday.
0: Mm. Uh, operating income increased 24% year over year, due primarily to a 13% yield increase and cost reduction actions. So they're doing a lot of maneuvering around, probably trying to find one of the more profitable parts of the business, but also shutting down certain expenditures. They're doing a lot of cost cutting here. FedEx freight operating income increased 32% year over year, driven by an 18% yield increase. But the management didn't give it a really great uh, push. They've been talking some real ugliness for a long time now. Uh, with management, so I don't know. Stock was up slightly after hours. Maybe it's better than feared. Uh, FedEx stock is a mess, a mess. Coming to the end of the year, we have uh, some really important economics. Now remember something: what is going on right now in the markets is that 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 Chairman Powell poured ice cold water across our backs a couple weeks back saying that, yeah, we're going to increase by 50 basis points, but, you know, that doesn't mean we're finished. So the idea that 50 basis points is great compared to 75 basis points still means they're raising rates, and it doesn't look like they're going to have any kind of reprieve anytime soon. Yeah, uh, 250s is more than 75. Yeah, correct. So I think the next meeting for a rate increase, I think they skipped January. So the next pot, well, they could do it in January. But the next rate increase meeting that is scheduled is mid February, hmm. which is really good for January because now all you have are Fed speakers that are gabbing about this or that. Right, ad libbing. Right. So we don't necessarily have a particular meeting to look forward to that he makes it that there's, there's actual action. That's a long time.
1: Yeah, nothing official. Mm hmm.
0: So this week, the economics on tap. Tomorrow, we have the uh, consumer confidence that's coming out. We have GDP also, the third uh, third reading of the most recent quarter. Leading indicators, Thursday. Now, on Friday, we have durable gooder, goods. We have uh, PCE prices, which is personal consumption expenditures, personal income, personal spending. That is an important day. Of course, it's right into a long weekend, which is a problem. So if we get a hot number, and the reason why I say it's important because you'll hear this from everybody. Every time somebody says PCE, the the follow-up line, the tagline is, the Fed's preferred in, uh, index for inflation. That no, is really? What, yeah, that's what they look at. PCE prices. The Fed's preferred read on inflation.
1: Yeah, it's their new, the because it's amenable.
0: Right. Right, right if it's if it doesn't work well uh, we'll change up what we're looking at
1: they come up with something else
0: yep uh and, and and some of the things that we're seeing right now are really problematic because we're seeing a slowdown in certain areas not in others high end super high end not slowing down uh low end definitely taking a hit right across the chin due to what we saw on the you know gas prices and how that impacted people in the lower incomes mid, is uh, uh, quite a messy story. But what we saw was that retail sales, disastrous. Retail sales uh, not adjusted for uh, price changes, declined 0.6% month over month in November. So let me gonna read that again. Total retail sales not adjusted for price change. In other words, prices went up, right? Yeah. Declined 0.6% month over month. So if we see inflation that is increasing about 0.5, 0.2, 0.3. You have to add that to it, meaning that it declined even further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a real big shot across the bow. Uh, Retail Mm -hmm. sales excluding autos fell 0.2. There's a list here. We don't have to go through all of these, but I thought it was really interesting to look at what were the components and reasons why retail sales are, are hurting so much? And I think it's important to state john that what is what drives the economy now it better not be government spending cuz that's a problem if it's if it's government spending right it's not um anything other than consumers in the us consumption that drives everything doesn't it
1: as far as i as far as i'm concerned isn't that the whole
0: point of economics the, supply reason, and the reason
1: we exist
0: yeah so it doesn't matter if it's I'm not, and when people think about that like oh well consumers it's not just them going into a mcdonald's going into a um men's clothing store or macy's it's not them buying something off of best buy that's that's part of it but there's a giant playing field of things that you could be buying so motor vehicle and Parts dealer sales declined 2.3% and increased in October. Furniture and home furnishing sales declined 2.6% following a 2% increase in October. Electronics and appliances uh, store sales fell 1.5%. Building material and guard equipment de- they declined 2.5%. General merchandise dipped a little bit. Uh, clothing and clothing accessories dropped a little bit as well. Sporting's good hobby, Sporting goods, hobby, musical instruments, bookstore sales, how that's clumped together, I don't know, but declined 0.6%. And gas station sales, slipped point 0.1%. Again, this is on top of uh, whatever the inflation rate is. So those are the key factors in what's happening with the overall um, uh, retail sales. So that was on One Friday very month. concerning. Hmm?
1: One lousy month. Lousy month.
0: Terrible. And And that goes into... Then you have to ask the question, why? So just economics 101, right? Why? Well, confidence isn't there. P- people aren't getting paid, worried about losing their jobs, worried about the future. All these things go into play, and that's how the economy works. When people are stoked, when they are feeling really good about things, they just spend, they figure, ah, eh, we'll figure it out later. When they're not, they pull back. That's what's happening now. And that 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 yields price reduction, deflation, deflation. Um, that yields a, a economic contraction. That's why we're talking about the first half of this year coming up is going to be problematic. Everybody and their brother are talking about this, that economically we're going to see a problem the first uh, six, uh, six months of the year from an economic standpoint. Whether or not the markets pull through and follow along is another whole discussion. Mm. So now you've been following the... Um, The ongoing and ever-changing and ever-exciting Musk sagas. Elon Musk? More or less. So I think we talked about this, but I don't know if we got in depth of this, but can you please try to explain the use of polls that he does to do his dirty work?
1: Well, he uses polls to get uh, uh, bias confirmation accomplished. So he'll, like, for example... Let's say he wants to quit his job as CEO of of Twitter. He'll do a poll uh, and he'll put it out there at a certain time and and he'll uh, rig the poll. So it gives the answer that he wants. If anyone believes otherwise, I think they're, they're
0: crazy. And and what if, do you think it's possible that he has the keys to the poll numbers and can, let's say maneuver the poll? Yeah. Of
1: course. I mean, that's what you do. And so, for example, the recent thing he wants to be, uh, he wants to get out of this job as CEO. He wants somebody to run the company. I mean, he doesn't mind doing what he's doing for a while, but this has got other things to do besides deal with Twitter 24 seven. And, and he also wants to get himself up because he knows he can get some more investors if he's out of the way. And so he flew to uh, supposedly flew to uh, Qatar to watch the uh, last soccer game uh, in, the, in the World Cup as if he's some sort of a soccer nut, which I don't believe. And he uh, pictures were taken of him. He was there with Jared Kushner and he was in the booth with all the Arab uh, uh, financial guys who he's been trying to get money from to to prop up his $44, $44 billion investment. In other words, take some of it off of his hands. And I think that's what he... What he, part of the deal was he has to leave being the CEO? He has to turn it over to some people that know that can do a better job. I, I'm pretty sure this is what's going on.
0: So let me let me let me put a little bow on that, if I may, and, and bring that together, and 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 tell you tell you tell me what you think of this. So he goes to Qatar in the middle of a global uh, major event. Right, there's a lot of people watching. He goes there, he gets a he get he gets a uh a place in the booth with with the peep, with the people, right? The people that have supported his various interests over time. Yeah, the Arabs. They say to him, Yeah, we'll invest some money, but not with you running it like you're running it. So if you can figure out how to gracefully step down while keeping things going, we have, you know. Five billion ready to go or more or whatever the number is. Yeah. He goes back, does a poll and says, you know, do you think I should step down as, uh, 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 uh as out of the blue, by the way, the yeah. poll, right out of the blue. There's no reason for this poll. Yep. Yeah. Uh, should, I step down as CEO and, uh, now it's like, yes. And uh, of course the, uh, the fact is t- anybody that owns a Tesla stock is saying Yes. Tesla stock yeah, is down sure. like $600 billion since yeah. the high.
1: Get back to work.
0: Yeah. So even people that are loving him are like, dude, what's going on? And what's going on with the board of directors and all this, right? And then also he's talked about he's seeking an infusion of, at 54 uh, at 20 per share because of all these advertisers fleeing and all this other stuff going on. So mm-hmm. then he comes back and says, okay, guys, all right, uh, hey, uh, just want to let you know, Uh, I I found a way, it wasn't my idea, but everybody agrees with it, so therefore it's not going to be a surprise when I step down. Can I provide you my routing number and account number for the wire? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much how it works, right? Yeah, pretty good. Then he goes up and he follows up with, hey, uh, voting on policy will only be for blue members because now he's all excited about voting in polls inside of Twitter that he's going to try to push once again the $8 per month or so, whatever it is, for blue members if they are through uh, the web, of course. And $11 if you do it through your iPhone. $3 extra to pay for the Apple VIG. The Apple's VIG. Yep. Uh, So that's kind of interesting. I think that if, in fact, he drops out of the Twitter thing, which... Again, he seems that he has a, a bit of an addiction problem. Do you think that Twitter, the uh, Tesla stock, which had its worst day in God knows how long, another eight percent drop today? That's a Did
1: good. I, that, there, I think you've made a good point here. Yeah, I think it will go up.
0: On the game, ready to go. By the way, it's okay, on, it's on there already for me. Good call. Uh-huh. Okay, uh huh. Okay, U.S. defense. now. I have this story for you because this is a name of a company that you've always liked. I think the name more than anything else. U.S. defense contractor L3 Harris, which you don't hear about that very much. That's not the company. Uh, Said on Sunday it would buy Aerojet Rocketdyne. Yeah. That's one of your favorite companies to say, isn't it?
1: Well, Aerojet Rocketdyne, yeah. It's a good company. They make make rocket engines.
0: Yeah. $4.7 billion all-cash transaction. As it looks, by the way, all-cash does not mean they're coming with suitcases. It means they're not using stock. Um, The offering price is $58 per share. Represents a premium of 6.5% to AeroJet's right. close on Friday. This was, I think this was uh, being known. I don't know. We have some new news on uh, Sam Bankman fraud. <laughs> uh, from at least, this is a quote, from at least uh, in or about 2019 up to and including in or about November 2022, Bankman Freed and, quote, others known and unknown willfully and knowingly did combine, conspire, confederate, and agree together and with each other to commit wire fraud, prosecutors of the U.S. US Department of Justice Southern District of New York alleged. hmm So there you are.
1: Here's your dragnet right there.
0: They're going, you know, the oh, you got the, you got the wire fraud, you got also, you, somehow we got to get, what's the, uh, what's the one where you're doing, uh, like, sending mail over uh, state lines. What is that one?
1: Mail fraud. Mail.
0: You know. You know. What I'm saying there's in there too. There's all that kind of stuff that they get. Yeah. There's you a
1: bunch of. There's like about ten of these things.
0: Yeah. So they can get you on these little things that just if they can't, it's just easier to nail you on it. So he. Yeah. Uh, they're, and
1: they're and they're yes, and they're very uh, powerful tools.
0: So he uh, he is now. I think tonight he signed the papers for allowing the extradition hearing to go through, and I guess he's coming back to the U.S. on Wednesday. Mm. So it's really interesting. There's a lot going on that I read some stories, some very deep discussions about how this whole fraud, if you really look at it and you back it out, it goes back years. It goes back like two and a half years, what he was doing. It wasn't just in the end the whole Alameda when the money was moved over and then the, the creating the FT FTT token and the tokens yeah. is all one giant blob of crap.
1: I think he was sincere.
0: Sincere in what? Ripping people off. I don't off? think
1: he was, I don't think he was thinking any of this was fraudulent.
0: Oh, well that's, that's
1: so you're thinking. I, I, ah. My son, my son met him when he was younger, like about 10 years ago. I think and he felt when i brought this up with him he felt the same way that the guy isn't he's arrogant extremely arrogant even you know when he was younger and naive and figures that if you can do this uh, makes nothing but sense it's a good good idea let me take your andrew let me give you you give me a hundred bucks and i'm going to put the hundred bucks here and then i'm going to move the hundred bucks as an investment into Alameda and put it into these NTTs, which are going to go up in value. And uh, that's where that hundred goes. And, Oh, look, it's the, the NTTs up to 300. I'm going to take the hundred out of that. You're going to have doubled your money and I have a hundred bucks in my pocket. It uh, seems like nothing but common sense. That's the way you, that's the way business works.
0: It is the equivalent of turning coal into gold.
1: Right, pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because there is a flaw in the in the scheme.
0: Yeah, yeah. a very big flaw, which is the
1: bogus and the FTT, phony token. But that's I can see somebody convincing themselves that this is all on the up and
0: up. Wow, I, I know, I I know, I. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying that that but consider, yeah, that the government this. does it. Why can't I do it? I mean, so, it really. There you go. <laughs> the government does it. Yes, right? seriously. The government yeah. does it. Yeah, I'm just reflective
1: of that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, let's see. The SPR. This is interesting. We'll see. Maybe uh, oil price will start moving a little bit to the upper side. by, by
1: the way, uh, just to go back on this, because uh, I know people like this too. I I don't know if you've run into them, but the guys who have a couple of thoughts about the tax system, and they they have come up with a scheme to take all their money and push it into some tax-free zone, Barbados, or I don't know, there's a Cayman Island someplace or other, and then to keep doing that. And then, so you don't have to pay taxes on it here, supposedly. They've convinced themselves this is legit. And, and then they get their money with a bank card from that bank. And then you go to the ATMs and pull money out. And that's okay.
0: Even though the law do- is that all worldwide income for U.S. citizens is taxable.
1: It should just beyond me how they people dream up these ideas, and then they think, this, yeah, it makes nothing but sense." And they'll sell you. Like, well, look at this. This is a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's flat earthers, man. It's flat earthers. Anyway, I'm same sorry. Thing. Go on. No, it's the same thing, right? Same concept. They're, they're, they're convinced that we're going around the sun. It, yeah. You know, on flat, yeah, on a flat, on a, on a flat, on a flat, on a
1: disc, on a frisbee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: the SBR, the U.S. Uh, Energy Department said on Friday last week it will begin buying back oil for the strategic petroleum reserves. Well, the SPR—the first purchase since the year's record 180 million barrel lease from the stockpile. <clears throat> this is what I want to get out here. This is pretty interesting. So, the the sales that they they did the 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 the, the um, that they pushed out um, shrunk the levels of the SPR to about 380 million barrels, lowest since 1984. Then uh, the department says they're going to buy three million barrels for delivery in February. Three million. Okay, so they're buying back more than was released, supposedly, because it's they need to get this up like dramatically. It's 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 a very strange thing that's going on, but they need to increase this to levels that are sustainable beyond that. I mean, we're talking about one hundred eighty million barrels and. it, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be, I don't know how often they're buying this, but it's going to be uh, a, a, a need to get this back up, and it's probably going to be very supportive of pricing. Something we talked it's, about. I, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Uh, streaming, a much to do about nothing. Now, you want to talk about this this whole idea that Netflix is refunding advertisers after it fell short of its guarantees of commercial deliveries.
1: Yeah, well, Netflix decided to go into the advertising business. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, they got a lot of attention for doing it. And But the number of people that are buying into the ads, the advertising version of the Netflix business, and the number of ads, it's just not working out for them they're not getting the number. So they have to do, and when you do this in broadcasting, when you you say, I'm going to deliver a million customers and you only deliver 500,000, you have to give them half their money back. And uh, so they, this doesn't look like it's working out is what I'm saying here. And then what's, but this is all the whole streaming business is kind of like turning into Flakeville because Disney's lost like a billion or $2 2 billion or something in one quarter just based on their streaming business and how much it costs. This is not a cheap proposition to be able to do this kind of work. And they I don't know if these guys why these guys think it is.
0: Everybody it, it's almost like uh, it, 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 they were all excited about this, you know, they, they and then they came out with bogus numbers about all these new people that were being signed up. And when Disney Plus came out, it was all about the number of of new ads, right? And it didn't talk about, which really pissed me off at the time, all these people that were on the monthlies that uh, that were are free trials. And yeah. how did that you? include me. Yeah, that, exactly. Or those that were, how do you even know, using multiple email addresses to sign up month after month after month and get freebies? There's no way to get around that. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that too. Yeah. So you the can point go is six months. Yeah, you can just keep getting yourself a new Gmail address.
1: Then you get the family; they all have a you know a different email address. Use their email. Yeah, you can get you can get six at least six months out of that. Just
0: buy your own domain and just go
1: one at and why you can just crank out. <laughs> yeah, you have your own domain; you yeah. can have an infinite number of email addresses.
0: So, what's really interesting is that uh, it was a big thing; they were all excited. Somehow, someone was all about this this idea of if we open this up and we do it for free and we get all these eyeballs, everybody's going to get excited because the theory was we're going to turn these into subscribers that are actually paying and that are sticky, right? That yeah. are that was the theory. Get them in the door. Somehow we'll convince them to stay and they're not going to leave. And then we have pricing power like Netflix did where they could raise the price by a dollar or two or, you know, they stay around forever because once you get a Netflix, you don't leave because of Netflix is a little bit of a different animal than some of the others. But, Netflix even had problems. They 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 decided to do this this whole um uh advertising bit at a lower tier and then all the other companies are doing the same thing too. Right? And then Disney is it was kind of cr- like reverse engineering the Hulu model
1: cuz Hulu has that as the basics and then you can get the it goes up, you can pay more money to get the no ads version and that which is well worth it by the way. Because the amount of time you save pays for the subscription. Hulu is really the the one mall that seems to be working well. Is that owned long. by Disney? It was Disney, partly the owner, but they put all it, the, pull all their stuff from it. And NBC pulled all its stuff and went to this peacock thing, which is a real turkey, not a peacock. It's a turkey. <laughs> and uh, like it, like it. And then you have the the one outlier, which is Amazon, which seems to probably have, be the best deal because you get so it's because it's kind of free.
0: It's totally free. Now I started paying for my audio recently because they changed up the way the uh, Amazon Prime included oil audio product works, which yeah. I really like. And I started paying ten ninety five months. The one thing that I started doing, yikes! But I get like an enormous library of music, and you can play. What they did was it used to be you play a song. I don't like this song. Play this song. Ah, let me let me scroll through my playlist. Play this song, right? And that would just, you know, d- work. All of a sudden, you can't do it that way. Playlists only play randomly or in order. You couldn't pick a song to play. After, you know, say, ah. what's well, 30- it to pay
1: 10 bucks a month to play a song you want to play?
0: Uh, if you want to play it right away, yes. Like in a DJ mode, which I do a lot. They hmm. have a party over the house, whatever, playing music. Go to the phone, put on this song. Who wants to uh, say something? Say, hey, put on some, uh, I don't know what, you know, put on some 80s, put on some Frank Sinatra, put on whatever it is. So uh, China, you know, the update of China, very fascinating from zero COVID to 100% COVID in a matter of two weeks. And now the projections showing about 1.5 million deaths due to COVID are coming. Now, I, I, I know, I, I spoke to a friend, I have a friend. That knows health and COVID business pretty well. Okay. And they said that uh, they are well aware, not only you'd probably say so, so is the US, but the China vaccine in particular, Sinovax, ineffective.
1: Yeah. Now, whether also or not we are, want to. We have are also ineffective. Well,
0: okay. But l- these are really ineffective. Let's go that way. Okay. More ineffective. I mean, they're
1: more <laughs> ineffective. Okay. They're worser.
0: Yeah. The worser. Exactly. Um, so, The concern that they have right now in the COVID business community, if you will, right, the people that are involved in this, are that the spread in China could spark significantly, a significant number of new variants and mutations that are problematic for the rest of the world. Whether or not, that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be spurring these mutations that are necessarily all more dangerous, more deadly, more contagious, whatever, whatever, whatever. It'll just
1: be different. And and the vaccines that don't work already will work even less.
0: Right, yeah. So it's like a problem that uh, they're really concerned about because it, it with the amount of and speed of which this sh- theoretically should travel now for a population that does not have any immunity and their vaccines don't work, This could be very significant. So what's happening now is, if you remember, people were pissed off that they couldn't leave their homes in China. They were locked down. They were gated in. They were being carted away. And there were riots. And they were pissed off. And everybody's angry, right? Now, people are now afraid to leave their homes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: uh, effectiveness is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Either way, people are not going out and spending. China's aluminum imports in November fell 35% from a year ago because of- uh, That's mount- a lot. Yep, mounting COVID, uh, mounting domestic supply, COVID hit econ- economy, all these big problems. Um, th- there was some signs that of easing the restrictions in Beijing and their efforts is um, helping somehow the property market because they're- dumping money in. So I don't know if they're going to get a lot of excess of government help. And that will, you know, like we didn't with COVID. So, you know, you're dying, but don't worry about it. I gave you $600. You know, if that's going to be something that goes on.
1: I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch because they, whatever they've done so far has not worked. And, but now this is like, this is different.
0: It seems it's going to it's going gonna,
1: it's gonna, it's gonna to still not work, but in a different way.
0: It seems like they just got fed up. I mean, it's a quick turnaround of, of of policy.
1: Yeah, that's one thing the Chinese can do.
0: Yeah. Uh, a couple of other items on the list: world's largest free starting cylindrical aquarium burst in Berlin. That thing? Uh, you can find it. You can look at it. Yeah, it's dynamite. Yeah, fifteen hundred exotic fish burst out on Friday. Million liters of uh, about 264,000 gallons of water and debris onto a major road in a busy uh, district inside of uh, Berlin. Emergency yeah, services. The
1: kicker to this story, right? Well, uh, no. Uh, they blamed it on Putin. Of course. The Europeans blame everything work? on Putin. How did that work? The, the 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 argument is that because Putin cut off uh, all his energy supplies, that they had to lower the temperature of the lobby of the hotel, and that's all it took to create a temperature differential that cracked the uh, crack the big giant aquarium, and resulted in all these fish bursting out of there. <laughs> Putin's fault.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. What's wrong with people? I mean, it is possible that happened, but come on. You don't, you don't, first of all, you don't think about that. The people that, that, that are, this is not a cheap, cheap, uh, first of all, I can't imagine that happening. But second of all, uh, the whole thing's stupid. You know, maybe it was some terrorist act. Maybe there was a, uh, a ricocheted bullet from a a Russian gun 3,000 miles away that somehow got got into the, the tank. So stupid. So stupid. Uh, Porch pirates over the last year, an estimated 260 million delivered packages were stolen. I had a
1: stolen package recently. You did? What happened? Yeah. It just, they show that, you know, Amazon dropped it off in the mailbox. They're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to put it on the porch, but that's okay. And they took a picture. They take these pictures, you know, here's the picture of it in the box. And I go down, there's not a, there's nothing there. And, uh, I bitch and moan. And I finally got it. Two weeks later, I got a re- replacement.
0: But you know, do you have like a camera or something out front?
1: This mailbox that I have because you know, the house is on a Hill and the mailbox is on the street. It's one of those, you know, like a, like the kind of mailbox you have out in an RFD area where there's, you know, it's a, it's a standalone box that you open the front and throw stuff in. And, you know, it's, it's ripe for being opened and, Things being taken out of it. That's why I use a post office box most of the time, but they know better than to put it in that box, but they did it anyway. And uh, it got stolen. It's so the they, only thing that's been stolen in 10 years, but this, and it was just a bunch of cheap batteries that I had bought.
0: Now this story that I, that I read, and this whole thing about a report from a company called SafeWise, who I don't know who that is. I was thinking that, is it possible, if you really kind of get down to it, that maybe if you twist it around, this is a PR for Ring Camera? Which is an Amazon could be, company. Could be. Which is an Amazon company, by
1: the it, way. The Ring camera doesn't account for uh, the post office mailbox like this that I have, and it wouldn't do much good in a lot of situations. But you know, Ring camera does work if you have if it's taken right from the porch and the camera's there. That's a very limited area.
0: So the problem is you're thinking that maybe this fat, overweight, relatively. Uh, obese and lazy post office person didn't want to climb your hill.
1: No, this was an Amazon truck.
0: Mm. Oh, even worse. So it wasn't the post office that made a mistake. It was
1: Amazon. That- the post office, you know, it does a pretty good job. Yeah. Generally speaking,
0: uh, a couple of random points, uh, a 23 year old bottle of Pappy Van Winkle really recently sold at uh, auction for 52,500. was the family reserve. It was, uh, Twenty-three year olds old fifty-two thousand five hundred. Seems high. Seems high for a case.
1: <laughs> Seems high for a case, yeah.
0: You know? Um uh, there's a total of 14 bottles of papia for auction. The combined sales reached nearly 400 40. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, have you had it? I've had Pappy, yes. Uh not not this one, not the family reserve. I've had a Pappy. I think it was the maybe the 20. But that one for 27,000, I it wasn't worth 20. So how much is a sip?
1: No, it's not worth. It. I mean, I've had it quite a bit. It's I think it's it's definitely one of the collectible bourbons, there's no doubt about it, but <clears throat> it's not worth these prices. No, not at
0: all. Uh getting to the uh, last part of the show here. First of all, of course, it is the holiday season. It is the time for giving. It is the time for caring. It is the time for love. It is a time did I say giving? It is the time for giving and donations. So if anybody out there not, has not responded... Donations
1: for Christmas would be useful.
0: Very useful. Very useful. Lots of load going on here on this side that we need your help with. So, you know, it feels good for you also, being part of the show, getting that, that you know, sense that, hey, you know what? I'm one of the guys that really helps out. I'm one of the gals that really puts up. And uh, we really appreciate you. Go over to the site right now. Go over to the Donate button. Click on it. Give whatever you can. It's really appreciative. Don't let this moment... Go to waste. As a matter of fact, don't do anything. Stop what you're doing. Put down everything. Take a little jaunt over to dhunplug.com and donate to your heart's content during this beautiful holiday season. And Tiny Tim will thank you. Poor Tiny Tim. What else we got here? Close to the pins. uh, SPY going on. We have uh, the last of the people that need to put in their Price guess, and right now we are going to get to our game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security, it's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk, as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplug.com and see all the names we discussed in this segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. All right, I got the list. A lot, a lot came off. A few things came off. Yeah, well, good. What came off here? Costco Wholesale came off. The short that uh, you put on, uh, Flat, uh, which didn't really go down at all, unfortunately. Uh, Dig, uh, the three-time Ultra Oil & Gas, came off of 47%. Ford Motor Company came off uh, up 4.7%. Castellium uh, came off up 12.5%, which was good, especially with a 30% stop. Uh, it was up twenty five percent today, but but that stock was finished today at one ten. So you got out about thirty percent higher. Well, I got out. Yeah. So I have one pick for this week. Uh, Tesla.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good price.
0: So what is it's price one of those. Capitalism?
1: It's one of those risky stocks, though. It's like you know I. Netflix, Tesla. There's two or three others that are just like, Ugh. you know, you, you. just can get wiped. You can get wiped out.
0: You know, before the pandemic, or right up until the pandemic, I think Tesla's price was like forty dollars or so. We're talking about it being one hundred thirty-seven still. So if that came down to where pre-pandemic levels were, that'd be pretty ugly.
1: Yeah, that could be bad.
0: <laughs> but anyway, we're going to do this for an oversold pop on that and take off the rest of these names on here. Decker should get a little bit of a bump tonight or tomorrow after the Nike numbers that came out. Fook Locker, which was short, up 8.7%. Uh, will probably be about 2 or 3% up tomorrow, I would think. Um, and then uh, Moderna's doing well, up 30% still with the whole COVID issue, up 5.9%. The big news on Moderna, by the way, they, did a, uh, uh, they have a, a drug that they – they worked on with Pfizer that is um, uh, helping. I think it's melanoma. I think, if my memory is correct, it has to do with cancer. It's very
1: effective. Yeah, I've seen this. This these promotions for this. I'm I'm not I'm not convinced. Mm. I have one I want to put on. Okay, mainly because every insider in this con- company has this like three different directors, the CEO, and everybody else has been buying it. It's gone up a little bit. It is NXPL. Next platform is the name of the company. And uh it's a sketchy, it's a sketchy bunch of buys that have gone on that are just, there's just no reason for it. And this stock has been way up there and then it's gone down to a buck and a half. And it looked like a, a dog and I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's just definitely something to follow.
0: So we're going to put this, I would assume on a 30% stop at least. It's well, $1.75. $1. seventy
1: five, It goes up every second. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on a 30%. It was up 30% today. Yeah. 30%. So make it 40% then. All right.
0: Let's put this over here. 40% stock. We're getting
1: crazy. Getting crazy. Uh, this totally crazy, crazy speculation.
0: And okay. Now tell me uh, in closing here, uh, the family coming, the kids coming. What are you doing for, th- for, for Christmas this weekend?
1: We're going to do what we do all the time. We're going to have our Christmas. It looks like around January fifth. Oh, um, because of the time change, people scattered around. Yeah, because of the time change, <laughs> because of the weather, uh, mostly, and uh, that's what it looks like currently. Which gives us all the opportunity to buy all the Christmas sale stuff uh, the day after Christmas during that week.
0: Oh, there's so now that's smart. That's smart. Oh, so, you
1: know, we started doing this a few years ago, pushing Christmas off. I mean, we still have some gifts for the, you know, the little kid, uh, Theodorable, but the, yeah, we'll do it later. It, doing, it works. You and know it's what? cheaper. It definitely doing, save a lot of money.
0: Hey, honey, Valentine's Day in May this year.
1: <laughs> Actually, if you did it on the 16th, <laughs> you'd get all those deals.
0: Halloween, November 5th.
1: Hey, well, you know, we're not, we're not bound by these <laughs> laws. There's no laws. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Until next week, I'll see you. All right. Bye. All right, bye.
0: You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon.
1: Bye-bye. Now I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pocket, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint I feel like a men. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can
0: give me the Isis stack because I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz and Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida, and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.